to Respect, San Francisco International Hip Hop Dance Fest weekly broadcast with me, Mikaya, and my fantastic co-host, Brandy Beasley. What's up? I am fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Every week, I'm going to come up with new adjectives. Right on. It's endless for you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, you know, it's getting closer to the actual 23rd annual San Francisco International Hip Hop Dance Fest, and we are doing it. We are doing it. We're in the palace. We're doing it. We're going to be watching it. It's going to be a watch party, and we're going to get all the feels from watching all of these curated pieces, and then we're going to saunter into the lobby of the Palace of Fine Arts and have a VIP party and just, you know, see a performance in addition to having a DJ dancing, a little something to eat, a little something to drink. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Who's performing? Um, I believe Bliss mm-hmm. is performing and they are, they're Bay Area, absolutely Bay Area, right? Yeah. And, um... I can't wait to see them because Faye, Faye, the, I think she's director, founder, choreographer, all these different things with Bliss. She just, she's a Virgo. Let me just say that first. She's a Virgo, so she don't play. So she's just got it lined up and she's been working with these kids, young adults in Vacaville and Fairfield area for so long. And I'm really excited to see what they put together because they love to entertain. Yeah, so we have them and another performer, DJ RJ, Cool Raul, Mm -hmm. dancer slash DJ. He's going to be there. We got some Johnny Donuts has donated a whole bunch of donuts. So we're going to throw down on that. (laughs) Some little snacks and whatnot. Here's the thing, Randy. People are going to restaurants. They're going to eat. They're going to sports events. They're going to the movies. They're going to see Hamilton. And I say that with a little sarcasm only because it's not because I don't love Hamilton because I do. But like if y'all can do that, then, you know, come and sit in the huge Palace of Fine Arts Theater. You can sit 13 rows away from me and everybody else. Right. Right. Right? Everyone's going to be vaccinated. I'm going to have three seats all to myself. (laughs) No, I want to sit next to you. Okay, okay. (laughs) All right. Anyway, we're going to be there. Uh, The lobby's huge. Uh, So next time you kind of think, oh, you know, I don't know, but let's go out to eat or let's go see Hamilton. Good. Go see Hamilton another day. The room that's going to be where it happens is going to be the Palace of Fine Arts. That's right, baby. All this energy that's going to come back. We've been waiting to get back there. So did you like my reference, my Hamilton reference? The room. Okay, full full disclosure. I haven't seen Hamilton. I have not seen yeah. Hamilton, right? I know. Look uh, at that. The, the main song is called The Room Where It Happens. And I'm- ah, okay. All I've right. heard lots of the Hamilton songs, but okay. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm like, all right, I need to go see it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, the SF International Hip Hop Dance Fest is the world premiere of six pieces that have not been seen. And um, they are from all over the world, from the six dance companies that I chose, from the Democratic Republic of Congo, 
London, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Bay Area, and Tokyo, Japan. And each one of those dance companies was asked to choose one word that starts with the letter R, because a lot of R words were coming to me quite profoundly. And I made a list and the artist chose one of those words and that their piece is inspired by that word. So each dance company has a different word from real to resuscitation, to revolution, to resurgence, to resilience and rebirth. So if that doesn't just kind of like tickle your fancy, I don't know what will. Um, but anyway, I'm so excited for our guest today. She is, I have known each other for a long time and we refer to each other as twins are twins which is hilarious when you see her and me because like she's this big and I'm this big you know and a lot of things but somehow I feel like in some ways we are twin flames because I feel like she and I have always done any things our own way we're mm. unique we make our decisions for ourselves she is a one of the most unique people that i've ever met and i respect her for that go ahead and 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 Ooh, i mean you're already getting me all in the fields um so we are really lucky to have with us the 23rd annual san francisco international hip-hop dance fest bay area legend award recipient carla service i'm getting the chills um she is a dancer, choreographer, performer, founder, so many other things. She's also the founder and CEO of Dance of Vision Entertainment, which has been in the Bay Area, making it happen in all different kinds of ways with youth, dance company, entertainment for decades. And I mean, even that intro is just does not cover it all. So I'm really excited to get into it with Carla Service. Welcome. Hey. Can you see me? Yes. And we can hear you. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Hello, hello my Makaya. Hi. Welcome, <laughs> Carla. Hello, Randy. Hello. <laughs> We're really happy to um, talk to you and to learn a little bit more about you because I know that you have layers and layers and layers of history. And I probably don't know half of it, even though I've known you so long. Um, I know about uh, Dance of Vision and uh, I was kind of like just looking, you know, looking it up, Googling. And, oh uh, you know, I, I saw that, you know, you, you started it uh, to have a safe space for young people to be uh, so they could just focus on their homework or dance or just to stay out of trouble. I'm wondering about that. And I'm also wondering why, why did, what prompted you to even start that? What prompted me? Oh my goodness. You know, when you're coming up and you're, you're beginning to learn yourself and come into your own light and then what noticing what helps you come into your own light is other people. So there was a time in my life where my name was starting to grow and I was getting too many bookings. And I didn't know what to do because I couldn't go. I can, sometimes I can make three in one day, but I couldn't make four. I, couldn't make, I actually could not be in two or three places at the same time, even though I tried. So one year I decided I needed to find someone that was like, like me a little bit, like had the energy and could dance. And then I could book them out because people were like, we want you to come and dance. We love your energy. And I started act actively looking for another person like me, not of course, as short as me, but <laughs> with the same energy and the power, the power of dance. 
one year came upon this young lady, and I'm gonna make this really long story short, but came across young lady that I was like, with some training and some fine tuning, I could, you know, turn her into a wonderful dancer and I can start like booking her out when I can't go to the other shows. Ended up learning a lot about this young lady. She ended up, she was from San Francisco and had a really hard life. Um, at first she didn't say anything to me, but when I would take her home, cause you know, we, we try to take care of our kids. She was young coming up. Noticed that she was having a struggling life. Um, um, sometimes homeless, sometimes no money. I would let her stay with me, live with me. As I learned more, I started realizing she needed help. And so I let her live with me. In Dan's class, rehearsing with her, for her, with her, I worked with her by herself for like a year. And within that year, she was like, Miss Carla, can I bring my cousin? Miss Carla, can my nephew come? And then when the nephew came, the nephew was like, oh my God, I like being around here. Can I bring my cousin? These kids all needed help. Like they did not have guidance from their parental units. They didn't have guidance from other teachers. They were on the streets, um, in and out of jail, drugs, if you will. I started realizing the longer I kept them, the longer I kept them off the streets. And that someone saw them dancing one year and there was like, can you come, can you, can you bring your group? Which it wasn't a group. <laughs> I just had them in the studio dancing with me. We would stay all night. Asked if they could perform. The first time they performed made such an impact. Um, other people from that show wanted to book us out. And thus, that's how the teenage me working with teenagers happened. I knew that if, if I wasn't the safe space for these kids, there probably wasn't one. And what I grew up with of a very abusive adult, um, I'm sorry, childhood, very abusive childhood, I didn't trust anybody. I didn't trust any other adults to go to. There was no one safe. And even if they were safe, I didn't trust them. And so I, I basically turned into what I needed when I was a kid. I needed a safe place to go, a person to trust, um, someone that I knew genuinely cared. And I remember one year, Denise Pate, my dear friend, she said to me, Carly, your program is wonderful. You know, you can get grants for your program because I don't do grants. I'm self-sufficient. Ever since I've started my own business, I've never done grants. And I was like, what program? <laughs> She goes, a program that you have, you work with kids. I said, that's, that's not a program. She goes, Carly, you work with kids, you feed them, you take them to school, you make them do their homework, you dance with them, that's a program. I'm like, no, it's not. She goes, Carly, what do you call it? Why, why do you do what you do? And my response was, because they need help. And I didn't, I didn't really see it as a, a program. I, see, I saw it as if somebody needs help, you help them. And then, and this kid felt safe and secure. So they asked if I could, help their cousin if I could help their sister if I could help and and like I said it grew into like 12 just hard heavy sad mad kids from the street which incidentally makes hip-hop the truth of what it is because hip-hop is an expression of movement where you can get it out <laughs> you can have a conversation you can have an argument you can cry through moving through the dance floor put it all in the dance floor is what I used to tell them. Any aggression, any upset, any sadness, walk in this dance floor and put it in that floor and let it out. And they ended up being a fabulous, wonderful, high energy 
dance crew. Um, uh, and, and then that's when actually society started calling it hip hop. Because I remember when the style of dance that we do had no name <laughs> and it finally was put into the hip hop box. And so, you know, I'm, I'm that old. I don't mind saying that I'm that, <laughs> that old to remember that. Um, and so, yeah, so that's how, that's how it, it, it grew. And to this day, I'm kind of still doing it. My, I think my oldest alumni are in their young forties, uh, thirties. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ah, man. I, when you spoke about this girl, I think I know who you're talking about. Cause I used her for a music video once, didn't you I? You know her. Yep. You know her. Yeah. I, that's, how, that's how far you and I go back. <laughs> I completely forgot about all of that. And you just brought it all up and, and I know Brandy is, the emotional one a lot of times in this podcast, but I'm like almost at tears just hearing the story. It's yeah. so, funny and you know, it just goes to show your heart, you know, and um, what an honor to have you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, I am usually the one who's <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> you know, just thinking about, I mean, just hearing you talk about that, I can. I think there are a lot of people who can relate to what you're saying and to can think of, you know, if you're lucky enough to have someone like you, if you don't necessarily have, you know, are able to trust the parents you have at home where there's no other person out there that you can, can trust and to have a safe pace, place like that as a young person and definitely like getting it all out on the dance floor and just, you, know, you talk about how they were bringing with them, you know, that madness, sadness, hurt, anger. And so I'm wondering, you know, what, what challenges have you faced in continuing this kind of work? And how have you, you know, what have you done? Who have you reached out to? What have you found inside yourself to be able to overcome those challenges? I think the, the challenges is, is coming to realization that there, there truly are a lot of humans that, um, yeah, they just don't care uh, to take care. They don't care to take care um, the right way that we are supposed to take care of each other. And it's challenging for me to believe that. And so I double up on caring and I just try to extend more of me than, than, you know, than I have. I'm, I'm really small, but, <laughs> but I try to put out a lot of energy. Some people say, well, I, I pick my battles and don't you pick your battles? And I say, no, I fight them all. Mm. As, they come, as they come to me, I fight them all. Um, and in most cases, I don't fight. I try to love it because you can love someone to a state of an understanding that they didn't, they didn't know before. Um, letting kids know that there's a different walk of life when you grow up or when they grow up in their neighborhoods with their parental units or the school that they go to, in most cases, they think that this is the whole world and they don't know that there's another world. So purposely, I would take them to other locations, to other places to show them that it's different out here. Um, you don't have to stay in this particular place. You actually have choices and you can make a change. You can break the change. Well, what are you talking about? Nobody in my family has ever been to college. What does that have to do with you? Um, 
so yeah, um, I used to drive around trying to help the kids find another family member that would take care of them. And a lot of times they were turned away. Um, and so again, they ended up living, they ended up living with me. So anywhere from, you know, money, food, Tampax, to have a young kid, same as Carla, can I borrow some Tampax, which there's no way you can borrow Tampax, but they, you know, <laughs> caught, caught a bus to come over to my space to, to, to find me, to ask me to feed them. So I remember a long time ago, I, I kept cereal, milk, top ramen <laughs> stocked, like I kept food stocked um, to, to feed them. The, the Dancer Vision name, like I, I first started off as a, is really crazy because I always say I started backwards. I was a professional at 17 and here at my age now, I'm in my community. You usually start in your community and then you grow and then you go out into the world. I accidentally was discovered um, at 17. And so my LA Hollywood Studio 54 traveling around the world was at a young age. And, um, and now I'm in my community. I'm kind of glad that I did start that, that route because I worked around a lot of professionals. So by the time I did come to Oakland and start my, you know, ground myself and start my business, I, I knew a little bit about the business. In most cases, us dancers, we just want to dance. Why do we have to do paperwork? Why do we have to, you know, go, go to city council, which throughout the years I've had to do this. I've had to learn more about business, more about politics in order for me simply just to dance, in order for me simply to continue my students dancing. Um, we've had, you know, we've had to put up a fight. It, it's weird because again, we just want to dance. And as we all know, through movement, through dancing, it helps your whole psyche, your whole body, your flesh, your bloodline, the memory of your bloodline, that rhythm comes out of you, not just in dancing, but in discipline, in memory of your ancestors, and they don't even realize that is happening. I've been teaching for so long, when a person starts dancing, I can almost tell what bloodline they have running through their veins by how they move. Um, yeah, you can, you can almost tell. So these days I don't use the word um, like challenge or people will come up to me at one of my events and like, Miss Carla, there's a problem. Like that doesn't exist in my world. Mm -hmm. There's a situation, let me know what it is so we can move forward and, and get it, you know, keep it moving. Um, we have a choice of the words that we use and we have a choice of how we react to different things. So if someone were to tell me that which has happened, there's, you know, don't, don't, don't forget about the devil in the details. You know, I'm like the, the what, <laughs> you know, the devil in the details. Okay. So the devil does not exist in my world. Um, anything that is negative, anything that might be, um, but basically just a negative that will put you down or your camp down or your tribe down or your people down or your child down or your spirit down, anything that will put you down, you have to deny it. You have to push it away and keep it positive and keep it keep it happy. I try to teach my kids to do all things in love, even argue. If you have a disagreement, if you have, you know, something that is making you upset, deliver it, you know, with love. And you, you, you can make someone, not that you're trying to piss them off, <laughs> but you can piss someone off into coming back around and understanding 
if you deliver what you're putting out through through kindness, love, integrity, and making this person realize, hey, I hear you, I see you, and I'm really trying to understand you. Um, these days, I've learned that people say um, communication is key, but check this out. You can communicate all you want, but if the person isn't comprehending what you are communicating, they're not, com if they don't comprehend the definition of what you're saying, then they're still lost. This, this word to me may be completely different definition to this other person. So you have to take the time and say, hold up, before I answer that, what is your definition of what you just said? So I can make sure I answer it clearly. Because again, they are communicating, but they may not be comprehending what you're saying. People will say, hey, you're, you know, what the, what's that saying about you're in the book? You're in the, you're, you're, we in the same book. Yeah. They're in the same book. And someone would say to me, oh my God, Carla, we, we, we're on the same, we, we, we're on the same page. I'm like, we're on the same page, but you're reading a different book. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, like you're, we're both on page eight, but your book is completely different. So let me, you know what I mean? So we have, we have to come around to each other um, and really take, take a moment to understand each other as the human that we are. We all have different walks of life. We all have been through different things and we all have an understanding, right? Different, differently. So we have to take that time and understand. And I learned that from teaching dance because you cannot teach the same move all the time to the same minded person. You have to break it down differently. Some people can pick it up just by moving very fast. Some people you have to break it down with numbers. Some people you have to sneak it on them and don't allow their mind to actually think, but their flesh to move. Some people you can give it to them in an analytical way and they analyze it. But you, but you also have to have the patience to be that teacher to do that. It's like a lot of languages of us as dance educators have to not only learn how to understand, but how to speak, like you said, to yes say the same thing as one and two and three or hati hati ha or fly like a bird and swirl you know I mean like yes. drop your shoulders I mean there's so many ways to say the same thing and each person is going to sometimes need it said that way for them to comprehend it and that uh yep. For like really understanding that what that takes and even giving it to them that's generous Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and going to the point of saying that you want to understand people, like when you're talking about communication, I mean, that, I think in my, in my opinion, I feel like that's <clears throat> one of our, our deepest needs, not that you have to agree with me or I need to agree, but just that we understand, I hear you. And yeah. I and you I mean how deep is that and the fact that you really put so much emphasis on these human beings and you've planted these seeds in these human beings who are mm -hmm. now probably branching out what you've given them to this with this love and understanding to other people right yes yes absolutely the 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 teaching that comes out like when people ask me now it's like I didn't I didn't know this long time ago but I teach life skills through dance Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of times where I had to get the pain out of them, had to get the confusion out of them, had to get the questions 
out of them before we can actually do the dance. But what was happening is through the movement, you know, some people will say, oh my God, it was therapy unbeknownst, it was unbeknownst to them of releasing this, this um, energy that they had that they needed to get out of their system. And once they get that out is weird because the, now the smiles would come. But at first it was just like anger, anger, <laughs> anger. Um, but that the whole body, you know, the whole body needs to move. So teaching the life skills through that, like, you know, you can live, you can love, you can laugh, let's dance, you know, let's, let's dance and get, get it out. And um, it made, it, it made things easier for them. I can look back at these kids life now and know that it would be, they would be in completely different situations if it wasn't for dance. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. So look, tell me what you're doing now. What's Carla and, and Dan, <laughs> what are you up to now? Well, I'm like everybody else with the shakeup of, of COVID. And so, you know, it was really strange that year because in that year, it allowed me to absolutely realize how much I really did <laughs> and how, how busy my lifestyle was, you know, um, that whole year, you, you, you had the ability to be still, I guess, for, for, for me, that was just not in my vocabulary to, to be still. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, I found myself standing in the middle of my um, office going, who am I? <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> there's not a show coming up. I'm not doing choreography. I'm not working with, I can't, when Easter rolled around, it's like, I can't Easter egg hunt with my students. I can't bunny hop. I'm not doing, you know, usually there's at least three or more events just on Easter. And so it made you go, whoa, okay. So again, the way that I am, I'm a roll. I'm gonna keep it moving. I'm not gonna be, uh, you know, negative about it. I'm gonna keep it moving and, and get creative in another way, right? So my creative juices started um, moving around. I was getting a lot of phone calls from people who were, they were down and out. So, you know, trying to lift up their spirits and. I ended up um, bringing on a partner in business to where they, they were a videographer and they were let go from their job because of COVID. So we came together and started making videos in which one was called Black Lives in Motion, where we took people who were um, just upset about the whole situation during that year, everything that was going on, Black Lives Matter, the protesting, you know, the confusion and um, we took the, the murals, all the, the artists that went downtown Oakland, and they started painting those beautiful, beautiful pieces on the boards when people boarded up their stores. So they just turned it into a museum of art downtown Oakland. So I took people who wanted to dance in front of those murals and express themselves however they wanted to um, for the people who have passed for COVID for whatever their expressions were and made a video called Black Lives in Motion. It was accepted in the San Francisco Film Fest. Um, and so very, very happy about that. The, the, you know, the plan wasn't, a, wasn't about that. It was just, again, to create an outlet so people can come out and express themselves, have your mask on, but still dance. How can we still get our dance on in this situation? Um, these days, here we are in 2021. Um, I have been asked to come over to the Westfield Mall in San Francisco. So the things that I've been doing in my community, I think will end up being housed inside of the Westfield Mall in San Francisco. That's why I announced 
uh, the last event I attended, <laughs> that um, Dance Division was coming over to San Francisco. There, there are events that were happening in, in Oakland where my, I was told my numbers are too large <laughs> because people are scared of the large crowds of COVID. So yeah, things might not start happening until 2022. But in the meantime, I'm a person that I don't sit and wait. You knew that. <laughs> There's a lot of life out there. There's a lot of people that still want to move, want to groove, express themselves. Um, this is my choice, my path that you know I've taken. And fortunately, I am one that I'm able to make my living, you know, pay my life expenses through through dancing. This is all I've done since 17 <laughs> years old is move my body in, in, the, in, in the namesake of dance and making everybody else move. So keep an eye out for Dance Division at the Westfield Mall. And of course, I'm still going to continue my out of the country gigs, you know, Tahiti, Cambodia, the K-pop is still alive and well. Um, a lot of people don't know a lot of things that I do because I just, I just do. I don't really announce it. <laughs> I just do. I try to tell people, you know, we were doing things before this computer game. We were doing things way before the TikTok. We were doing things way before you loaded your movements up, you know, onto this computer world. Um, I don't need a website. I don't need to expose myself on the computer. I've been around too long. You know, I've been spreading love and, and you've been spreading love and you know, we, we do what we do. And as they say, if you build it, they will come, they will come. And I add to that, if you build it, will love, they'll continue to come. They'll tell, they'll tell two friends and they, if the love is genuine, they stay with you for life. And so a lot of my students, you know, they're grown adults now and traveling. A lot of them are traveling the world, started their own dance studios. They're in Cirque du Soleil, they're on commercials. They're getting ready to create events. There may be a musical about Michael Jackson. That's all I can say uh, <laughs> coming out. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I, I've learned that I am a humble person. I am, I'm a light, but I'm like that light that you kind of, you know, I don't need to be bright. <laughs> I don't need to be the bright light. I know that, you know, we all was created by the creator of the sun and the moon. That energy knows who they are. I know that I come from that space. I am not bounded, binded by any place, thing, disease. I stay connected to humans and I keep it moving and I keep dancing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I'm like filling up my, I'm like, okay, I got to stay on top of dance division. Where are you going? What you doing? I got to get it <laughs> on the calendar. I got to go see. I'm like Westfield Mall. Okay. Um, you but, can be one of Miss Carla's kids club. <laughs> you can be you can be a member of Miss Carla's Kids Club because all right, when, all right. yeah one year I learned like you know they, they keep coming back um a week or two ago I got oh I get these calls all the time but they're grown and they'll call Miss Carla you need to call so-and-so because she did this and I'm like you guys have not been a student of mine for years why are you telling on <laughs> you oh, that's hilarious they're still like... grown women you know mm -hmm. and and many many of them you know they still check in so we'll do that once a year pep talk you know what's your life like who are you where are you going it's not about money where are you working and and how much money you making you know and it's not about that what kind of car are you driving it's way 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 deeper than that a lot of us need to let go of what man has told us that we're supposed to do close your eyes and blink out 
everything that man has created and look at this world and, and realize how beautiful this space is. Remember the trees, remember the grass, remember the sun, remember the sky. Remember that you are an energy that's a miracle. We, we mm-hmm. try, to re, try to remember that. We are bombarded with the word of these men, you know, just, just human. When I say man, I just mean human of commercials turning you into sickly consumers. They want us to believe that we are sick. They want us to believe that we have no worth unless we are spending money on something else. And that is not what life is about. Um, a lot of times I tell people dirt is not dirty. It's life. Dirt mm. is life. And you have to re- you have to remember that. You have to remember that. It's like, why are you so down on yourself? Look at you. Look at look at this creation. Look, take a moment, kiss yourself, realize you as as this human being, this miracle thing, these fingernails. Like, look at you. You know what I mean? Don't think about what they said or he. Well, they say I can't. Well, they said I'm to this. Well, they said why? Why? Like why? Like. I mentioned a little bit earlier that my childhood was very terrible. I grew up in an energy with the person telling me that I'm bad, I'm evil, I'm not going to be anybody, um, you know, all these negative, negative things. And so you realize that person is wrong. And who are they to say? They really are just another human being that does not like themselves. Usually, when a person is trying to put you down, it's because they don't like themselves. So instead of me disliking them, I'll invite them over and try to build them up. Um, the kids taught me the word hater. <laughs> Apparently, you know, there's these people that don't like a person, whether they do something to them directly or not, <laughs> and they don't like you. But when you think about it, the reason they don't like you is because the energy that they're putting towards you they actually do like you in fact they like you a lot and and i i'll take that in it's like okay you don't like me because you like me a lot (laughs) you know and and regardless of what they do i still love you why because you are created from the energy of the sun and the moon and it's not your fault why you are thinking the way that you are thinking Mm -hmm. I love how you're saying for them to look at your, their fingernails. That just stuck with me. Like you can really get like, get away from all this other stuff. Look at how amazing it is. You have fingernails. (laughs) what makes up your fingernails. I I love biology. So you like (laughs) with that where I'm just like, yes, you are a miracle. I got some kids. I'm going to send your way, Carla. They're my kids. For real, my four-year-old, for real, that girl is a performer, so. Babe, I've been trying to uh, retire from teaching for so long, and parents just simply won't let me. Uh, Two parents brought their, I was ending it. I sent this kid over here, sent this kid over here, sent this kid a couple of, I mean, well, a couple of years back. And I get a knock at my door, open the door, and there's these two children standing there. And I'm like, what are you doing here? Where's your, where's your parent? They, they went to the car. I go run it down and say, hello. You guys know I stopped. They're like, I don't care. We're leaving them with you. I'm like, no, <laughs> what do you, we don't. I said, I told you guys, I referred you to another studio. Nope, we're not. Nope. Okay, goodbye. They're like, bye. And they left their kids. They left their kids with me. That's, um, so that's hilarious. <laughs> that is. 
that you just shining bright star of it love they're like yeah yeah <laughs> the shining star of love we can leave our kids with you <laughs> they leave they just they leave the kids and so yeah so I'm still um you know trying to weed myself out from it but you get it you know you get attached you start caring a lot and you and you get attached and just the human race so like like Brandy I can feel I can actually feel you right now so you're in my presence right now and I can almost tell that there, there's an energy that I think you do like I do, which just takes a moment and you and thinking about the human earth, like the, the, the earth and how sad the earth might be as a whole, the, the weight that the earth is taking upon. And mm-hmm. I know I have, I've cried just thinking about what, what we're supposed to be doing and how there's millions and millions of people out there that we don't know who are in this very moment sad, in this very moment hurt, in this very moment hungry, and I can't help. Carla, I'm like, girl, I think I might be the, the triplet, uh, the, the next twin with y'all. I mean, there just are days where I that just hits me and I have to like be able to have some protection from it because I'm like, you know, raising my kids and doing all this stuff, but it will just yeah. hit me where I'm like, whoo, there are so many people suffering. Yes. So many people suffering. And so, yeah, when you talk about, you know, the people coming to you and you just like, oh, well, they need help and that's why I help them. It's just like, I think, you know, that I see that run in my family and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's in me, you know, I just, I have a family of helpers, you know, people would talk about my grandpa before he, you know, when he passed, they were like, that was the man who brought us three bags of Halloween candy. So we can have <laughs> some candy or, oh, he brought this lady a vacuum because she needed, you know, just like, and he's not, we don't, he's not telling even his wife that he's doing this stuff because yeah, it's, just- it's just, you know, well, you know, I don't need to report it. This, I'm just out doing stuff. Yeah, just out, just, just, just out doing it. Yeah. I, when I, I, I am a speaking of um, our words, baby, um, Makaya. I am a runaway, mm-hmm. and um, there was a year that I was able to that, that when I finally said okay to someone allowing me to uh, like stay with them because I didn't again I didn't trust people or whatever. And so um, I finally said yes to a family and I lived with them for probably six or seven months. And one day, you know, I was like, oh, I have extra. Like for me, even if I was a millionaire, I think I'd still not have money because I just, I just there's people around COVID. Like I lost all my savings during COVID because I was, I was helping people. And I want to take this moment, if there's anyone listening to this that actually helped me, thank you. I totally appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I spread it out, you know, I spread it out, but I was able to take a lot of money, a large amount of money to this family, to the mom that, uh, helped me when, you know, I lived with her and I don't, I don't think she was expecting anything, but you have to think back at those people that did help you in those moments. And if you can help them in any way, if you're in a position to do so. So I did. And I, and I, you know, she cried, she wasn't expecting it happened to need it so bad in that moment I'm not gonna tell her business but there was something going on in her life where she needed this and that took care of her issue and I was so happy to be there and um, I came home and I was telling my friend she was like what's wrong why are you crying I said I just you know took over and I was able to help 
the uh, the mother of the, my friend who let me live live there, and, she, and she, her response was, "Let me see the video." <laughs> <laughs> it happened unless you videotaped it, you know. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I'm not talking about a video. I'm talking about. It. She goes, "I know, but didn't you tape it?" I said, "No, I didn't tape it." She goes, "Why? Why? Why didn't you tape it? Aren't you going to put it up?" Absolutely not. Oh, that's so. The- the culture now it didn't happen this is what they say it didn't happen unless there's photos of you videotape it and you know Carla and I work you know and Brandy too we're kind of old school that way it sounds like instead of twins that we now have a triplet we have <laughs> twin flames we now have three flames and I love that um I could I know Brandy and I could talk to you we've got to because we have definitely just gone way past our limit and this has been so wonderful i hope every young old and any age person watches this not only to be inspired from a dance perspective but just as a human being uh we all need more carla services in the world in our world so carla we want to thank you for being our guest today and um, everyone, uh, go to SF in no, not SF International. That's the name of <laughs> SF Hip Hop SFHipHopDanceFest.com to get your tickets to the watch party. Or if you don't live in the Bay Area, you can get tickets to watch it at home in your pajamas. It's a popcorn. <laughs> so uh until next time everyone please be well much love and much respect goodbye goodbye everyone